The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. For the next half hour, we're going to make you smarter and make you more wise when it comes to uh, uncovering the uh, the mask of employment laws and employment rights that are all open for you. You have robust laws on your side, but until you listen to the show make some phone calls, ask some questions. You're going to be in the dark. That's why we've been doing this for almost a decade. So feel free to take part in the show. John Scholes here, as always, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, happy to be the most positively reviewed law firm in the country and providing such services as the severance calculator. You'll want to use that anytime. Simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Over 2 million people have used it and gone, oh, wow. I should have got a hell of a lot more. Maybe I should have called Lior. That would have been a good plan, but you now still have time now that I've told you that. And you want to reach out to Lior and his team anytime we're not doing the show. Simple, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're going to get to very common questions, Lior, that you get every day, multiple times a day. But first, you always got something cooking with the case of the day, pal. What do you got for me? Hey, John, uh, believe it or not, I know you'll be shocked by this, but uh, today (laughs) was a day filled with employment law issues and questions (laughs) and, uh, you know, legal wrangling. So uh, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to be back here on the radio to do the same thing, to talk about employment law, the thing that uh, I kind of know best, that and and Raptors basketball, but they won't let me talk (laughs) Raptors. So we'll we'll stick with uh, employment law. And this is the time when you call with your questions. If you're dealing with a workplace problem, maybe you're driving home right now and you didn't have the best day maybe your boss said something to you and you're not sure if that was legal if they should have done that uh or or maybe they did something to you where you you're now questioning your job security whatever that concern that you may have this is the time to call and get some answers and feel better maybe you just lost your job maybe your boss is mistreating you you name it if it has to do with your workplace you're listening to the uh, show that can help you deal with that. So uh, we know what that is. And, of course, if you want to reach out to me in the office so I can roll up my sleeves and get to work to actually help resolve those issues, we'll give you that uh, contact information throughout the show. And let me tell you about a situation that came across my desk earlier today. Uh, I spoke with this gentleman. Let's call him Joe. Uh, not his real name, but uh, he had uh, a few months ago, Uh, was contacted by a friend of his, a former colleague of his. And that former colleague uh, contacted him about getting him to change jobs. So the friend was working at another company and wanted to convince Joe to join that company. Uh, Joe uh, was not looking to leave. He had been working with the same employer for about 20 years, Uh, was was fine, content where he was, was probably thinking of going to retire there. But this uh, former colleague really pushed him and, and, you know, he convinced him and he even helped him uh, with, a, you know, drafting an employment agreement. And ultimately, he made such a, an attractive package for Joe that Joe decided to take the plunge and join the company. For the first few months, everything goes fine, except what happens is this friend loses his job. And shortly thereafter, company says to Joe, yeah, yeah, you know what, we're, we're going to make some changes. So sorry, Joe, you're gone. So by then, Joe only has worked for this company for nine months. So he calls me and he wants to know, okay, well, I'm really upset. I'm, I'm devastated. I had a job for, for 20 years. I left it because I thought this was going to be a great opportunity. And nine months later, I'm out, uh, I'm out no job, and uh, I have to start from scratch. So here's the thing. This actually, believe it or not, John, happens quite often. 
You may be called by a former colleague of yours trying to get you to convince to leave. Well, this is what we call inducement. What that means is that he wasn't looking to leave. His, uh, his, he wasn't out chopping his resume. The new company convinced him to move. What that means is that now when he's let go, the company has to give him credit for the time that he had with the previous company. So even though he only worked for nine months, nine months only with this new company, he had 20 years with the previous company that he worked for because he was induced to leave that job. Now he's a 20 year plus employee and they have to pay him severance. So for him, even though he only worked for nine months, he could only he could be owed as much as 18 months of severance here, 18 months. And I wanted to bring this up because this does happen. If you're recruited from a job, you're not shopping your resume, you're not applying for a job. Someone comes to you, knocks on your door and convinces you to leave your job. If you lose your job in the first few years, you may be in, entitled to enhanced severance that recognizes your time with the previous company. For this guy, that meant as much as 18 months. Same thing can apply to you. So if you lose your job, if you've been recruited or for any other reason in any other situation, you have to give me a call. We're talking about more of that in a couple minutes. I got a few questions, but we always get to the phone calls first on this show. Ivan, thanks so much for standing by for a moment. What's your question, pal? Yes, good evening. Long time listener, first time caller. Appreciate it. Thank you um, very much. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling for my son. He was working here in a small restaurant in Brampton right, for about six years. And uh, the company was sold and uh, the all the employees were let go. Um, and uh, somebody got in contact with the owner and the owner, the new owner said that they were doing some construction and all that. And uh, they called employees from another restaurant to cover up. So I think this is some kind of wrongful dismissal. Um, just want to ask Leo what he thinks about that. So, uh, Ivan, did, did your son actually work for the new owner for any period of time or, or not at he, all? What happens is he's going to school, and uh, three months he was doing co-op. So, okay. he worked after co-op, he went back for about a week, and uh, the company was sold. So, the, the, the old owner said that uh, the, there was going to be a smooth transition and all that, that the new owner were, was going to be getting in contact with them, but nothing, and they were let go. Okay. So the issue here is not that he was let go. The issue here is that he's owed severance. I take it right. he hasn't received any severance? No. And so, uh, they, got, they got an ROE, and the okay. ROE says uh, other. Like, uh, yeah, and, and that that's yeah. fine, actually. That That's okay. Yeah. But if mm -hmm. your son has been there for six uh, years, he could be owed six months, maybe even more in terms of right. severance. You know, it could yeah. easily be owed yeah. six months pay. So mm -hmm. uh, the company that issued the ROE, whether it's the new owner or the previous owner, is the one that's going to owe him that severance. The good right. news is, uh, Ivan, it's not going to be difficult to get this resolved. Uh, so, yes, you're right. This is a wrongful dismissal. And what I want your son to do is I want him to give me a call. We'll talk. Right. I want to find out more about his job, his compensation. And then it's not going to be difficult to get him that severance. You know, it, it could easily be six months or even more than that. So you really should yeah. call. Excellent. Okay. I'll get him. Thanks, to call Ivan. You. Thank you. you. Thank Love you. It. 
Thank you, Ivan. Appreciate it. That's a great opening phone call. That's exactly how it works. We'll take a short break, get back into it. Uh, common questions Lior gets asked all the time, every day. We'll get right back to it here, the Employment Law Show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Lior Sanfiru here, of course, answering all of your questions. Readily available anytime at 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website built just for you to educate you and contact as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And as I mentioned off the top, in that website, you will find the severance calculator, a tool that does exactly exactly that, calculates what your severance should be. It gives you a pretty good idea where you're headed. Common questions you get all the time, Lior. That's when I want to get through some of these. Um, first one is this. What can I do if I believe that my boss is setting me up in order to fire me? That's a stressful situation. It is a stressful, but you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, but you'd be surprised how common that question comes up and, and how often I see it. And not a day's go, day goes by when uh, someone calls or emails me uh, with, with that concern, that they feel that their boss is setting them up or pushing them or is you know planning essentially to find a way to get rid of them. And usually what that means is the, the boss may be trying to find a way to let the person go for cause. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is if the boss wants to let the, the employee go without cause, they don't need to work hard. They can just do that and pay severance. But oftentimes what happens is an employee may try to find ways to let you go for cause so that they can avoid paying severance. So you may find yourself that uh, everything you do gets you know criticized or your performance is not good enough or you're being kind of put down and uh, maybe you're getting negative performance reviews or put on a performance improvement plan. So the first thing uh, you, you want to do is, if, if, you're, if you feel that's what's happening, is make sure that you don't give your employer a reason to let you go. So don't say, well, you know, if, if you're going to say I'm doing a bad job, I, I'm just going to do a bad job. No, you do your job, you do it well. And if you are still told you're not doing a good job, you want to address that. You want to say so. You want to say so in writing Why you disagree with it. Outline your commitment to the job, commitment to doing a good job, and call your employer on it. It's absolutely okay to call your employer on how they're treating you or their unfair comments. Uh, by doing that, you're going to make it that much more difficult for the company to let you go for cause. Your silence is the worst thing that you can do. It's the same as agreeing with it. So very, very important in that situation. Now, the other thing you may want to do is if there's an opportunity to, to record your boss in a conversation with you, something that they say, that may be helpful. Uh, you, the other thing you may want to do is uh, have uh, your employment agreement handy so that we have that document in case that uh, they do let you go right away. What you don't want to do, by the way, is, well, I'm just going to go off work on a medical leave. That's not going to solve the issue, and it's only going to potentially make it worse. Bottom line, though, if you're not sure what to do, if you think you're being pushed out of the job or your boss is trying to scheme, good idea also to call me. We can talk about what uh, what to do in that specific situation or we may even be able to preempt it and get you out of there with compensation. Second one is this, my boss, Lior, is treating me badly and harassing me, but I don't know what to do. So, of course, that is unacceptable. We all have a right to work in a harassment-free work environment. That's a very basic right that we all have without exception. So, if someone's being uh, treating you inappropriately, harassing you, bullying you, you need to give your employer, the, 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 the company, 
uh, you have to give them the heads up and you have to give them the opportunity to fix it. So that starts by telling someone in the workplace, whoever the right person is, HR, the owner, uh, you know, the, uh, the CEO, whoever that person is in the company, let them know what's happening and follow up in writing. You know, this is what's happening. Bob is mistreating me or whoever it is. Give them details, dates, as many specifics as possible. The company has to take it seriously, has to investigate and rectify that problem. If they don't, that could be a constructive dismissal. That could also be a potentially a human rights violation, depending on the type of harassment. Uh, it's illegal. So you want to do that. And, and you always want to keep that in writing. The other thing you may want to do is uh, if, if, if you're being mistreated and harassed, you want to try to have evidence of that. So if someone said something to you in a meeting that was inappropriate, follow up after the meeting with an email confirming what was said. Again, maybe record something. Maybe see if there's a witness that's willing to corroborate what's happening. That's all going to be very helpful. And of course, if there's no one to talk to in the workplace, the owner is the one mistreating you, that's where I get involved and I can deal with it for you. But always, if possible, try to deal with it internally yourself. Turn the uh, or trigger the obligation that the company has to deal with it appropriately. Let's turn that uh, little thing you said in there, record something possibly. How does that work? How's the legal? What's the legal side on doing that? Yeah, and I know people get nervous about recording, and, and I understand that. So here's how the law works. You're able to record a conversation that you are part of. So if you're speaking to someone, you can record that conversation even if they don't know. You can have a, uh, you know, a recorder or your phone uh, recording in your pocket, in your jacket, and that's okay. There's nothing illegal about that, and that could actually be very, very helpful. Or you can you know, record a phone conversation in the same way. What you cannot do, absolutely not what's illegal to do is record other people talking without you being part of it you can't record someone else's conversation you can't leave a recorder in the in the boardroom while other people are talking that's completely illegal that's actually a criminal offense so as long as you're part of the conversation you can record it uh, and that could be very very useful especially in the harassment type of a case you know, a common question you get all the time too, uh, Lior, is, you know, my doctors told me, I have my doctor saying I need accommodation at work. I need some things changed, but my boss, he's not doing it. He refuses to do it. He's either lazy or just won't step up. What do you say? Literally today, I dealt with exactly the, the same issue. Uh, employee was off on a disability leave, comes back uh, with the doctor's note saying he needs modified duties for the next uh, two or three months. Employer says, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. So we can, we'll wait three months. And when you're back to full uh, capacity, that's when we'll take you back can't do that. Absolutely not. That's illegal to refuse to accommodate. Under our human rights laws, an employer has a very strict legal duty to provide that accommodation. Now, that applies in other situations than just medical. It doesn't just apply in medical situations, but in medical situation is probably the most common one where maybe you have a medical issue, a limitation, and you need your employer's support in order to do your job. Maybe that means modified hours, you know, work less hours or modified duties. You know, you can't lift more than 50 pounds, so you have to do a different job or maybe a job where you don't stand on your feet all day. Uh, whatever the issue is, your employer has to accommodate if it comes from your doctor. So if you have a doctor's note saying this is the accommodation, your employer has to figure out a way to make it happen even if it's not easy, even if it's hard. And too many times I see employers not wanting to do that. It's too much of a pain. We don't feel like doing that. It's, it's going to you know, make things more difficult, so we just don't want to go there. Illegal. You have to do it if at all possible. And an employer that doesn't do that 
is breaching laws, is going to have significant penalties to pay. So if you're not being accommodated, you have to give me a call because the law takes that very, very seriously. It's a good idea to grab a call right now. What do you say? Tina, thank you for taking the time. Uh, Good evening. How are you? Fine. How are you? Excellent. What's your question? Um, My question is, is is it um, illegal that your coworkers record you while working on the premises? So, you're asking if a coworker is recording you. How are they recording? Why don't you give me more information? My coworker is recording me while working. Is it illegal, like without my consent? Like, so how are they recording? Are they leaving a recorder on your desk? How are they recording you? Uh, by a cell phone. No, but but are they talking to you and recording it, or are they like where is that? How is that uh, actually stand, happening? They're just basically standing still, standing still in the area, and uh, you're doing something, and they're recording you while you're working. And for what purpose? Why are they doing that? Maybe to get back at you. Okay. Uh, okay, but I'm not sure exactly why recording you would get back at you. But you no, know, it's not really illegal if you're working in a in a area that where there's access to other people. It's not illegal to to record you in that situation. Uh, now, your employer may have policies against recording, in which case you should tell your employer that they're breaching those policies. Now, they can't record you in a place where you can expect to to be private, like, you know, in, in the change room or, you know, somewhere where you would expect privacy. But if you're working in, a, in an open space where others have access, it, it's, a, it's a really dumb thing and a crappy thing to do, but it's not illegal. But talk to your employer. Your employer may be very unhappy that employees are doing that. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Tina. Thank appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Any follow up or questions, you can reach out to one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But you still have time, like Tina, to call in and ask your questions. It's quick, just like that. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Back into some of the questions, Leor. You get each and every day, all the time. This one says, Leor, you know, I work extra hours every week, but I don't get paid for them. When does my employer have to pay me overtime? Overtime questions are certainly things that I, I get often. And, yeah. you know, the biggest problem with overtime and employers not paying comes from the fact that employers often believe that they have to pay you overtime if they demanded that you work it. If they told you, I need you to stay late this week, then, right. yeah, we'll pay you. And they think that's the only time you get paid. But let's be very clear. That's not the only time that you have to get paid. So for most employees, you get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. Now, that, there's some exceptions to that. Uh, for example, managers are exempt from overtime, certain professionals like doctors, lawyers, accountants, a few other people. But for most people, you get overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week, even if you're on a salary. So it's not just for hourly employees. Anything over 44 hours, you get time and a half. Now, you get overtime even if your employer didn't ask you to work overtime, but you, you mm-hmm. did because you had to get the job done. There's a lot of stuff on your plate. You stayed late a few nights to get it done, and you work more than 44 hours. But guess what? Overtime has to be paid, a time and a half over 44 hours a week. So it's not just when your employer is asking you. Your employer can't say, well, we didn't tell you to stay late. You could have gone home. Too bad. We're not paying. That's illegal. And if your employer won't pay you overtime, you absolutely can go to the Ministry of Labor in that situation. So remember, 44 hours a week, as long as you worked it, of course, unless you're in an exempt position. Now, this listener who just asked that question says they've been doing it for a long time. How far can you go back for unpaid overtime? Because it could add up, right? 
Absolutely. If you go back two years, and there are situations you can potentially go back even longer, but certainly two years you can go back. And actually earlier today, I, I dealt with that situation uh, exactly where someone had worked for, for years uh, over time. They were just let go. So I was talking to them about their severance package and also realized, wait a second, you're also owed a lot of overtime. So we're going to help her with that as well. So yeah, you may well be able to go back quite a ways away, as much as two years. And again, a time and a half, that adds up very quickly, John. You know, that little thing we talked about recording and cameras and phones and everything, I guess sparked a little bit of a little bit of a conversation. Paul, what's uh, what's your question in that regard, pal? How are you? Thanks for calling in. I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have a factory and we're, we're very specific on not encroaching on our employees' rights to you know, do, do their thing without us being invasive. Uh, but we have cameras that are there that are generally used just in case on the off chance somebody breaks in overnight. If they record during the day, am I encroaching on their rights? No, you're not, unless you're recording in a place where someone has an expectation of privacy, like, you know, in the bathroom or, you know, something like that. That's illegal. Yeah. But as long as it's in an area that's otherwise open, uh, you, you're, you're able to record. And certainly if, if the recording devices are not even hidden, then there's no issue there. So generally an employer is able and is allowed to record their premises. Again, as long as you're not recording in places where, you know, for obvious reasons, you shouldn't be recording. Sure. No, I, I, I agree with that. I've got them in my office in case they break into there. So they're recording me during the day as well. So thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, for taking the time to call in, Paul, on this Thursday. We, uh, we love it very much. We're talking about things that you get asked all the time, Lior. This one, again, common recently as well as uh, companies are moving and downsizing as far as square footage is concerned. It says, my employer moved offices. Do I have to move with them? And what happens if I don't? Yeah, and, and this happens often, and sometimes people think, oftentimes people think that it's about the distance. Well, if they move this many kilometers, it's okay. If it's more than that, it's not okay. No, it has nothing at all to do with kilometers, and it has everything to do with how it's impacting you. So my rule is this. If it impacts you to the point that it's going to take you more than an hour extra to get to work, then that's the type of change that they're not allowed to make. It could be a constructive dismissal. So it doesn't matter if they move two kilometers or 2,000 kilometers, oh, 2,000 stupid, but, you know, 200 kilometers. Uh, if, as long as it impacts you by more than an hour, then you're, you're in constructive dismissal territory. And that means you can decide to either make the move with your employer or to treat that as a termination of your employment and get severance. So that hour is that threshold you have to keep in mind. Appreciate all the phone calls, guys, reaching out on the show tonight. You've uh, obviously made it a good one. We will reconvene until the weekend. But in the meantime, I want to reach out to Lior and the team. Uh, he's got a great team behind him, best in the country, always willing to help out, at least have a conversation to get it started, right? one 821 is how you do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, justemploymentlawyer.ca, the website. You can go there and find a, uh, a TV station near you that carries our long-running TV show as well. We do that every week. And then finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is also where you will find the severance calculator in the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.